Welcome to Talking Technology with NCBI Labs, where we believe that technology is the single greatest enabler for people with sight loss and all disabilities. If you are interested in the latest technology news, products, and innovations, then you've come to the right place. Yes, hello and welcome to Talking Technology with NCBI Labs, episode number 24. It's our first episode of February. Can you believe we're in the second month of the year already? Hope you enjoyed the bank holiday weekend. Hope you got an extra day off and got that little chance to relax. It really does make a massive difference, doesn't it? So yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got to play with some cool technology. And now hopefully, who knows, maybe you're listening to us back in work, back in the office, and hopefully we'll keep you entertained for the next little while. We've got a packed show coming up over the next uh, hour and a bit. We're going to be talking air fryers, hoovers, smoke alarms, and seeing AI. You can't really get more than that in any other podcast now, can you? So if you do want to uh, get in touch with us over the next little while, you can send an email to labs at ncbi.ie or you can use the Q&A panel if you're listening to us or watching us on Microsoft Teams. We'll take your questions and we'll answer them throughout the show if we receive them. So do interact with us. We don't bite. And yeah, enjoy the show. So let's go to our first topic then, shall we? Robot Hoovers. They're becoming more and more popular. Uh, we have a, a little fella at home. We call him Dusty. Uh, and poor old Dusty doesn't get used a whole lot. But uh, someone who has been using a robot Hoover in the last uh, few days is our first guest who has uh, been testing out the uh, Hoover for us, the Roborock Hoover. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to hear uh, about this Hoover. So let's welcome our first guest to tech, uh, Talking Technology. It's Deirdre. Hi, Deirdre. How are things? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear oh, you. We can, can indeed. Yeah. So, good. Good. Deirdre. You've uh, been testing out this Roborock vacuum cleaner. First of all, do you want to tell us a little bit about the vacuum cleaner? What were your first impressions when it when it arrived? Oh, okay, okay. When it arrived, I had to, um, it was a bit daunting. Well, not what I said daunting. It was just um, I had to download uh, the as an app. I had to download an app, uh, the RoboRock app, and then catch it to the wide. There's a few little bits I had to. I could do with this, and um, but then once I got that going and charging up, um, it was fine. It was grand. It was pretty straightforward. You know, pretty straightforward. Um, it can work from your phone, or it can work from manually by pressing the button. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah. So um, I was using this um, manually um, just by pressing the button. There's three buttons. Um, just the on/off button for it to go to do to clean up or to throw to Hoover. And then the other two then were is just to boot up the Wi-Fi. It was always called it was called um oh, I had a shoe in front of me. Um it was the um like a kind of connection know. button kind of is it? Yeah and there was two um say it was two the other side um I forget now the name but then it was two that's and okay. yeah, yeah. and that's it that's a load up the load up the um 
Sorry, it's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. I have a charge at the moment. Anyway. Sorry, I have a charge at the moment. It's here charging at the moment. Yeah, it was kind of like a narrow, like a home key and kind of like a square. You press them two buttons and then it's just... Um, it's it's um it connects the Wi-Fi and then it says say Wi-Fi setup and just go through all your your um Wi-Fi Elastra passcodes and your Wi-Fi the uh, modem and um, yeah it was pretty pretty straightforward um and then as I was saying I was using it just manually by pressing the button and it just takes off and just goes around it's great and okay. one thing I found very fascinated by was when it went low in battery and it went back to this, it went back to the um. The charging port, the, char the charging, um, what's called charging station. What's called the charging station? Yeah, yeah, back itself, yeah, and charged up itself. So it's great. And did you find that it got lost at all, or did it have a fairly good sense of direction fairly quick? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, I didn't get lost. Maybe it was. Um, you know, I, yeah, it was. I was kind of guiding it, but it followed its own. It followed its own, like it's different zones it follows. Okay. The robot is planet's cleaning. It's, it's, it's planet's cleaning route, and scanned the room. And dear, this is Joe. Dear, this is Joe here. Um, it, your your son has an interest in in, in technology as well. Did uh, oh, did your yeah, son give? Yeah. Did your son Oshin give it a go? Yeah, he was. Well, I suppose he's going out. My goal with two different goals, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. But um, yeah, he enjoyed it. Yeah, he enjoyed it. He was just watching where's it going. He was, he was following around like with sound, like you know, he was following us with the yeah. Joe cleaning. Like he was following us. He was able to keep the follow with the sound of it, and he was following us around the um on the room. But no, it is. It's a good thing. It's a handy. So it is actually. It is. I wouldn't. I'd recommend it. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't knock it. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't say no. Don't. But it is. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Sorry, Daniel. Daniel here, and just a quick question. Uh, oh, Daniel, how are you? <laughs> how are you, dear? Uh, good now, good. hearing good. about this little device. Um, and yeah. from your own point of view, is it as good a uh, clean job as you would have done yourself? Ah, uh, yeah, would you? Yeah, I would. Well, I'm OCD <laughs> anyway, Daniel. I'm OCD <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. It would. It would. It is. I mean, it is. It is. It's. It's cool to watch it going around. Like it's a handy thing in the yeah. So it is. It's amazing, like, it's amazing how it can just, a mind of its own, like, it's just, you know, and I can work both from the phone, Daniel, and from manually, like, you know, and I can see there's a map in it too, there is. Wow. And there's how long would it take to do the house now, compared to, say, you just, you know, using the standard Hoover and just going around the house to actually do it yourself? Would you be, you know, it might do the job as well, but would you sometimes be as quick doing it yourself, like, do you know? Um, no, I'd let it go. I um, no, I didn't do the whole house. I just did one room. Um, but um, and he did his playroom. Um, I suppose I would let it off. I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, would it be faster. I suppose you're just beating the purpose. Really, you want to try to know. Um, I suppose the point is, it's able to do it by its own. You don't have to take is, out a big Hoover. Isn't that it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. Why would, yeah. Why would I? I I suppose to let people know it's it's a rover rock. I think it's the S five we we got and uh, that that we we've given given to Deirdre and yeah, they're S six yeah. S six Max sorry and they um yeah. there's a few different ones there's an S five and an S four and an S S seven even but anyway yeah. they all do roughly the same thing and yeah. they have a they have a lidar feature in it that maps out the house Deirdre did you see a map coming up yeah. on the app Yes, the zones, yeah, different zones. The zone out, yeah, the zone, they can tell you, yeah. And the, yeah. Yes. 
So then I suppose you could pick a room um, and then get get that room done, or you could set a schedule if you're in bed, like to Hoover when you're not around or you're in bed, you know what I mean? And it's not yeah, the loudest thing in the world. Yeah, no, it's very, no, it's very, it's very, it's very light. It's not that bulky. It's only, it's only, I suppose it's, would it be, oh, what would it be? Would it be the size of a, I have an intelligent room. It's about the size of a, so it's a basketball hoop, wouldn't it? It'd be kind of that way, 12, in, 12 exactly, inches. Yeah, that's that. It's, it's, very, it's very neat. I have a chart here on the playroom where he was, um, yeah, it's, yeah, and I would say the same there to your colleague, what fascinated him more was when it was finished, it needed to charge it, it went back to the port itself, it could find its way back. I didn't. Well, that's excellent. That. Uh, yeah. That it yeah. goes back to the, to the charging yeah. station, docking station. Yeah, but, yeah um, whatever. I, and I've also heard of people connecting it to a smart speaker. Do you have an intention of doing that in the future, Deirdre? Connecting it to I've, an, I've a Google done. Home or I've an Alexa? I've done. Oh, I, no, actually, I haven't, Alexa, haven't done the Alexa yet on my phone. I put I download the app onto my phone. Yeah. I have the app on my phone so I can monitor from the phone as well. Like, so the option of doing it from the phone and manually, can't you? Yeah, yeah I think we, we can connect it to the speaker and give it, uh, give it a, a uh, command like um, start hoovering or hoover downstairs or hoover the okay. sitting room. Oh, I think you can do that as well. Don't, don't yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got one. Uh, we got one at home there now uh, yeah. recently enough. Uh, we, we didn't get one of the fancy ones. We didn't go with any of the Roborock ones, but uh, yeah. our one now, we, we've nicknamed him Dusty in the Alexa app. So you okay. can tell Dusty okay. to to go and clean the floor and Dusty will do his job, like, you know, so it is great. They are great for okay. things like that, you know. They are brilliant, they are. I must, I must try that now, I must try that, I must try that home now, I can, well, I'll see how school goes first, if he's good there or not. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I must try the Alexa, I never crossed the Alexa. I know I did have my phone right, and then I did it manually, and then what fascinated me, and then I saw the little the zones I do, they clean, the zones that cleaned up, you can see the map, like you said. And then what fascinated me then was once it kind of went dead, the battery was going low, then like you say, low charging. And then I go back to the docking port. I was like, oh my God, that's great. Do you know it's yeah. fantastic? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, so what's the, pra the practicalities of the practicalities of it are for a blind person then, we 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 supposed to narrow it down. If someone had a guide dog and they, they were not very good at hoovering or something, it might be a good product for someone to um oh, for to get you. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it good to pick do you have a dog yourself, dear? Or no? Um in, no, in the house? no dog yet. No, oh, she's about, oh, she's 15, oh, she's fourteen, sorry, fourteen. And uh, no, yeah. we don't have a dog yet. No, no, no. Yeah. I'd imagine uh, it would be good at picking up dog hairs though. Uh, for, and and to keep on top oh, of things like that, you know. Like I had what's called now there was stuff there in the playroom with food a bit like, you know, and kind of um a bit of which I suppose um Things in the playroom, but yeah, pick up all them, you know, like you know. So yeah. um, yeah, I suppose it would. Yeah, pick up dust or whatever that would pick up. Dark hair. But recommend. And have you had an experience of it getting jammed yet? For any Lego go into it or anything happened that it stopped working for any reason yet? No, no, no. No, <laughs> yeah, no, socks, no socks got cut up yet or anything like that. No, so you're, you're no. So far. No, no, and there's a, yeah, and there's a little brush that I see, there's a little brush that I put clean that I see, and there's a filter and everything else. Yeah, so it seems, it seems pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, it seems yeah, pretty straightforward. Right. So you'd, you'd recommend not, um, it then? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for, I would, if I can push you to, to give it a, a mark out of 10, what would you be giving it? I suppose I'd give it 10. I was 10, actually, I would. Would you? I would, okay. Yeah, I would give it 10, yeah, yeah. Now they know the lexicon. The less can do it. So I mean, was then you know, I do think at the start putting the app on the phone is a bit tricky. I suppose for anyone, I don't know, IT skills, I found it tricky. You know, so maybe 
someone that's visually impaired or blind mind, I, suppose, I don't know, they find it a bit tricky. But in all the Alexa, if you can hang it, hang it to Alexa, it's great. Yeah, so, yeah. Then it's easier. You know? So I would give it, yeah, I give it 9, nine or 10, yeah, 10, yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah, well, Deirdre, thank you so much for, for telling us about it. Um, and, and it's great that you're enjoying it. Um, so thank oh, yeah, you so great, much yeah. for joining Brilliant. us on Talking Technology. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Thanks a million. And thank nice you. Day. And likewise, thank you. Take so, care, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye now. So yeah, a really cool product. Uh, it, it's a unique product, isn't it? And, and it's one area, I guess, of the smart home that hasn't uh, taken off to the same extent as maybe smart speakers or smart lights. But it is a really cool, um, a really cool area to go down. Joe, have you got a, a smart vacuum cleaner in the house yet? And is it an area you're going to go down? Don't have one. Uh... David, boy, I'm the, I'm the smartest vacuum cleaner you can get, David. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, got LiDAR <laughs> built in yeah, there, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Look, seriously, no, they are a great product. Um, I, but I think, I suppose the reason they haven't taken off is there is cheap ones out there. But the one with the LiDAR and all the cool features are probably 500 euros plus. So they're over a yeah. six. I know it's in around the 500 euros, Mark. Yeah. Just to give people that extra bit of info. I don't know we'll get questions about price but um yeah it's especially good for anyone that uh, has a smart speaker you can give it numerous commands with the smart speaker and uh, it will pop up with little notifications on your phone when it's finished hoover and you can connect schedules with it to do hoover and when you're in bed or um, when you're not in the house um i suppose one good thing is i did hear feedback from other people that um they can get jammed, but you'll also get a notification to let you know that the product is jammed. So you can go and relieve, relieve it of its uh, issues and then let it go on its way again. Yeah. Um, so it might be a sock or, or a piece of, uh, as I said, piece of Lego if you have kids or um, it could be a dog's toy or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and, and the plus, the bonus of the one Deirdre has at the S6 is um, it has a mopping feature. So it can do the hoovering and the mopping. So the mop will follow the actual hoover around uh, at the back. It's like a little cloth that moves around the circle. And you put a uh, 300 mils of water in, and it'll it will um, mop your floor as well. So That'd mopping this that's that's the other job I hate. So you can do two two at once. Two at one. Two two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. What about yourself, Daniel? Is it an area you'll go down? Um, not at the moment, no. But um, I've seen the robotic lawnmowers, which would be I suppose the first cousin of of the, of yeah. the vacuum cleaner, and they're quite cool as well. So you know, built on the same principle as well. So just for anyone out there that might might be aware that they exist too. Yes, Daniel, they're, they're two notorious jobs that are um, difficult for someone with vision impairment. I suppose uh, cutting cutting lawns and, and hoovering. So you have to go up and down with both of them and cover ground. So. The same idea, as you said, Husqvarna do great lawnmowers, uh, robotic lawnmowers, and steel, still or still, I'm not sure, it's steel, yeah, I think it's spelled. that's right. Yeah, they do great robotic lawnmowers. I have one of them, but it's a push mower. Still have to do it manually, Daniel. Yeah, I'm the smart app for that particular lawnmower. Indeed. So, yeah, really cool product uh, and great to see, you know, that there are so many options uh, for the smart home nowadays. And, we, and we're not going to just stop at uh, robot hoovers and vacuum cleaners. Uh, we'll be going on to more smart technology in a bit. And uh, I, I guess what we'll do as well is we, we'll come to you, I guess, next show, uh, because uh, you have been testing out a smart air fryer nonetheless. Everybody's been getting these air fryers for Christmas, but you got a smart one. Tell us about this little thing. 
Uh, that's right, um, David. Well, one of our um, tasks this, this year was to uh, test out products um, for their accessibility. So with the popularity of air fryers in the last few months, I suppose with the cost of living and things like that, people um, have, have been buying them. You know, they're cheaper to use in an oven, they're quicker, um, they're neat and tidy, they're not, they don't take up a lot, a lot of space. So we, we went in and started to find some accessible ones. And um, I was testing two of them. So um, the smart one that I'm testing is called the Kasori. It wouldn't be a popular brand over here. It'd be more popular in, in Australia and, and America. Actually, you can't even get it in any high street shops over here. You'd have to buy it off Amazon. But um, Kasori, it's C-O-S-O-R-I, if, if I'm correct. Um, it, the one we purchased, it's a 5.5 liter smart air fryer. The 5.5 means the capacity of the air fryer. So that means you'd fit in a small, up to a small, chicken, I suppose, um, it fit in four or five servings of chips, that kind of, that kind of size, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a great device um, and it's about, well, the size of it is about half the size of a microwave, microwave just a tiny bit taller, but um, half the width of most microwaves and uh, it's sitting here on my counter. Okay, so so let's let's go back to the very beginning because, as you know, it's a very good place to start, Joe. Um, what was it like when you took it out of the box? What was the kind of first impression? What did it actually require in terms of setup? Yeah, well, I took it out of the box, um, and I was first of all I was worried did it have a European plug on it, but I had a normal, uh, or, I mean, an Irish English plug on it, so that was that was fine, and I plugged it in. But then I realised I had a touch screen. So touchscreen, I read up first that I actually knew it had a touchscreen, but I, I was wondering how will I access this. So I did need sighted assistance to um, set it up because it, there's a Wi-Fi button you have to press. I suppose I could have used be my eyes, but I had um, uh, some assistance with me at the time, which, which I was lucky. Um, you have to press the Wi-Fi button. Once you have it in Wi-Fi mode, you download the V-Sync app. I think it's, it's just V-Sync, um, S-Y. And see something like VSync. Um, you get that in the App Store, uh, iOS or Android, and then you um, have to sign up. The sign up process is really easy. It's just an uh, email and a password and um, uh, your name and phone number, as far as I remember. So um, the, the sign up was, was just as e easy as any other app. And then um, you set it up like most other, after you press the Wi-Fi button on the touchscreen itself, um, you set it up like most other smart devices. You have to link the Wi-Fi to the device and link the Wi-Fi to your phone. And um, then they both link together and you give your um, air fryer a name. So I just called mine Kasori Smart Air Fryer. It was something similar to the name it had already, but I took out the uh, extra digits just in case I could connect it to a um, smart speaker, which, yeah. which didn't happen. But um, yeah, so the app itself, after the connection um, was uh, successful, the app itself worked very well. But saying that, just before I move on to that, it, there was, it was a little bit difficult to set up because um, the name of the actual airfare didn't appear in the list. There was a list of five or six other Kasoris, but then I had to type in, uh, in, in a search box, the exact name that was on the box. So if you aren't able to read that, you would also need a little hand with that and set up. So it's good to have assistance, if possible, to set this up when, when, when you're starting off. And now that you have it, I guess, in a setup state, I guess, how accessible is it? Do you need sighted assistance with anything with it day to day or is it fairly accessible 
kind of once it's set up for the first time? Oh, once it's set up for the first time, personally, I don't need any site assistance. Um, and once I discovered the actual uh, way the air fryer works and um, stuff like that, I was uh, I was fine. So basically, it's as I said, it's like a big square, a tall square box um, with a drawer down the bottom. So the drawer at the bottom, uh, you have to push a button forward and then pull it out like that. And that's me pulling out the drawer and then you push it back in. And when you hear it's clicking, it's it's locked again. Um, OK. If you are vision impaired um, and you had some vision, you might be able to see some of the features on the first screen. Have we lost Joe there, I think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, was like, it looks like we my connection went there. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I was just saying, if you're vision impaired, you might be able to see some of the touchscreen um, features because they're not, not that small. They're, they're decent size. And uh, on and off button is a purple uh, purple in color. It's different color to the rest of the, the touchscreen um, buttons. Uh, so somebody with, vision, with some vision will have, will have a chance of using it without the app as well. Okay, you can, you can so... Also put, Bump on of course. Absolutely. So so when you're in the app then, what options do you have once it's set up? Yeah, so will I open up the app and see can we hear anything through my headset? If you can't hear it, um, just let me know and we'll Yeah, let's give it a go. Page seven of seven. Adjustable. So I have it on the seven page of my phone, so I'm gonna flick left and see can I find the app. Good maps outdoors. Missing. You hear voice over so far? Yeah, OK, so I'm going to click right now. I'm in the app, so I'm going to click right under here. Sorry, air fryer. Inbox, 13 and add devices, device, my devices, kitchen, manage, Kasori smart air fryer, cookbag, button. Now, once you enter on the Kasori um, air fryer, um, you might have heard that me double tapping into it. It actually has a list of recipes, which I don't really use, but uh, I've, I've re read, read a few of them and um, they're basic enough. There are more four or five step recipes, and then you get instructions of how to, um, what to do with the air fryer, and uh, you have a start cooking button. But usually, you're saying you're is, beyond those basic recipes, there, Joe. I'm way beyond that now. Just uh, there. <laughs> no, no, I, I wish, I wish. <laughs> no, I, but really, I, I, I'm very basic chef, so um, I, I keep it simple: uh, chips, uh, steak. Um, Part baked bread, that kind of stuff. I do in this. What's um, your Michelin Michelin star item now, Joe, for your new air fryer? Uh, well, yeah. So when you're vision impaired, I suppose doing sausages and rashers and uh, pudding stuff like that is is very difficult on a frying pan. So that's my Michelin star, the breakfast, I suppose. Fair enough. Uh, full awesome. Irish. So uh, they they come out really well in in an air fryer. I find, and uh, sometimes even better than they would on a pan. So you don't have to. Um, that's another thing about having air fryers. To me, I find them a, a very safe device. I'm not giving, we'll say, health and safety uh, advice here, but compared to frying, it's um, a lot safer. You can put the stuff in the in the drawer. I'll call it a basket or a drawer, and then you shove it in and, and start cooking. So I'll just give an example of how to start the device up. So um, down the bottom right, you, I'll read some of the headings of. The actual recipes that are available. Then I'll move to the bottom right where the start cooking button is. Bacon wrapped stuffed gelatinous, butter, prosciutto wrapped asparagus, bacon wrapped shrimp, appetizers, breakfast, ginger blueberry scones, baked potted egg, butter. So there's some of the examples of the recipes that they give you. But now I'm going to move to the right and see can I find the start, the start cooking button. Strawberry cream scones, 
Start cooking button. Start cooking button. And I'm going to double tap on that. Start cooking button. 15 minutes. Picker item. Adjustable. Now, so you see. See here, we have different um, options like the time, so 15 minutes. 175 degrees C. Picker item. Adjustable. Here's our temperature. Time. And I'm going to go up here and see what kind of um, options I have for the basic foods, like, uh, let's say, seafood and steak and things like that. Temperature. Preheat. French fries. Button. Desserts. Frozen food. So we'll go Bread. down to French fries. French fries. We're going to double tap there. Selected. French fries. And then all I have to do now is start cooking. We'll see how we'll see what kind of temperature and time they recommend. Preheat. Switch button. Temperature. Time. 195 degrees C. Picker. 25 minutes. Picker item. Adjustable. If I, 25 and 60. If I wanted to go a little bit longer or shorter, I'd just have to flick up and down with one finger. That's how I change these settings. And does that? I was going to ask there. Does that that changes in increments of one minute? Then does it? That's right, exactly. So I can go back okay. down. We'll say I'll, I'll just put it back down to 25. 25 minutes. 25 of 60. And same with the temperature. That went in increments of 5 degrees. So I'm going to flick to the right so you can find the start cooking button now. 25 minutes. Cook now. Button. Cook now, it's actually called. So I'm going to double tap there. And I'll go beside the air fryer and see if you hear it coming on. Button. Now you may or may not hear that coming on, but it sounds like a fan. A fairly loud no, fan we can kind of hear that yeah yeah so um that's it coming on and then if um if you pull the drawer out um at any stage uh, the air fryer will stop and you can give your chips uh, or fries a shake and then you can just push it back in and it'll start again um and and that's it you wait your 20 25 minutes and um your french fries are done uh, this this one is probably for homemade french fries but the ones you buy in Skinny ones you buy in the shop, but they only actually take ten minutes. You kind of learn these things from from experience. So um, yeah, that, that's an idea of. Um, and does it give you a beep when it's done, Joe, to indicate that it's done or let you know? Actually, that's an, another a good question. You, you actually get a notification on your phone. It says um, VSync sends you a notification. It says your food is ready. Enjoy. A little notification, which is nice. So oh, that's nice. So um, that pops up as well as as well as a kind of a beep from the device itself. Okay. Good to know. So and you enjoy it, like, yeah? I enjoy it, yeah. I actually really, really think it's a, a, a great, um, uh, it's a great device in the kitchen and um, it's kind of replaced my oven, really, you know, so I don't use the oven as much. And I suppose that's the whole point of, of people getting one of these um, devices is to save money and uh, I suppose it cooks food better because it's like a little, basically it's a, small convention convection oven you know so and how would you compare the smart uh version to you know your traditional ninja devices because i think you have a ninja uh unit there as well, but it, it's have, not a smart one i have a ninja as well i'm going to stop this now while i'm on the subject right so i'm going to just go to stop, stop cooking you hear that yeah and then i'll talk about the ninja Stop and that's the fan noise in the background is gone. Um, so that's how you stop cooking as well. Just if you if you do things manually, you don't have to pick things from the list like steak, uh, fries, and seafood or anything like that. You can actually pick manual as well. Just to explain that for people in case they have their own way of doing things, and that's how you stop it. So I'm going to move on now to the ninja. And um, the ninja. Now, how do you make a ninja accessible? First of all, if it doesn't have an app, a smartphone app, well. This is 
the thing with the Ninja is there is buttons on it and they're kind of clicky buttons, but they're very flat. So they're not really fe feelable or tactile, if you know what I mean. So, um, and it has a little digital screen on it. So it's semi-digital semi and, and analog, if you know what I mean. So um, the screen tells you the temperature and, and the time. Um, by default, the temperature is set to 200 degrees and the time is set to 20 minutes. So uh, the way of making this accessible is by putting little bump-ons or locator dots. I chose locator dots because they're neater and I find them um, easier to put on buttons and their stickiness is, is better than most bump-ons. Uh, and they, 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 they don't take from the look of the device either. So uh, I put a bump-on on the um, top left button, which is the on-off button. So I'm going to press that now. And that's the signature um, Ninja sound that you hear. And then I can, I have a bump on, on Max Crisp and Air Fry, and I'm going to press Air Fry. And that you might hear a little click. And then up in the very top right, there's a um, start stop button. So I'm going to press start. And drawer wasn't in, so that little dud beep you hear was, means the drawer wasn't in properly. So I'm going to push the drawer in. And now that means it's starting. So you can hear the fan on this as well uh, um, kicking off. So that means the air fryer has started. And I can stop it again up there on the right. And it's it stopped. Or if you pull the drawer out, it also stops. And it's re really, it's it's fairly safe as far as I'm concerned as well. So um, it's quite an easy device to use. Takes a little bit more getting, uh, you probably have to do a little bit more mem memorizing where things are. And um, I suppose ma make sure you're careful where you put your bump ons and pick the buttons that you're going to use more, more, most often. Like, so this, this one is actually a dual air fryer. So there's two baskets. So I put a bump on, on uh, box number two because a box number one comes automatically on. So I don't need to put a bump on to that one. Uh, I didn't know how to find box number two. So I had to put a bump on on box number two. Drawer number two, you might call it instead. Um, and then I press two and uh, I have to go through the procedure again. Two, then air fry and then start. And that's how we use the Ninja. And they're both great devices to just one is used differently differently than the other. One is smart and one is, I suppose, it's not smart, it's, it's digital, but not smart, you know what I mean? Sure. So if I had to push you, which one would you prefer, Joe, do you think? Um, if you had to push me, I would prefer the Kasori. Um, the Ninja is really, it's a really brilliant device, but the Kasori gives me more access to all the different options that are available to pe people that could see the touch screen. Yeah. You know, like, um, uh, and it um, gives me the option to push up the temperature and, and the time without guessing, you know? Yes. I know, I know the temperature, I know it's set at 200 degrees on the um, Ninja, but at least I don't have to go double checking things uh, by calling Be My Eyes or maybe a family member. Um, I know by it goes in one minute increments on the Ninja and I could put a bump. Well, I do actually have a bump on, on the down button for the for the time. And if I press it five times, I know I know I'm down to 15 minutes. But just to have that peace of mind that you can double check it, you know, at least I have the app on the uh, Kasori and I can I can check um, how many minutes is left on, on the cooking time or I can actually set it up again myself if I want to reset it or and, uh, and uh, I get the notification that it's finished and that kind of stuff. Now, so um, to be 
but but that wouldn't suit everybody having a smart because not everybody uses a smartphone either. Mm-hmm. I have to keep that in mind. Um, so you can make both devices semi-accessible with bump ons um, to a very usable degree. You know what I mean? Um, and just, I suppose, uh, you know, you mentioned the smart uh, air fryer there, but there was one thing you did flag, uh, and, and you kind of alluded to it earlier on as well, but it's uh, supposed to be able to link in with Alexa, but you haven't got that working. Do you want to tell me a little yeah. bit of, just about um, that, I guess? Uh, that, that, that's another point on, on the, um, on us testing out these devices for people is, um, to see what works and what doesn't work. So one feature that we were very hopeful of working was the Alexa one, because we've seen on YouTube that there was people using it. And I think there were American videos, people uh, setting um, uh, cooking methods and, and times and temperatures. Uh, they'd say something like the A word and um, set the Kasori smart air fryer to uh, 15 or t- we'll say 200 degrees temperature or set the Kasori smart air, air fryer to 15 minutes uh, something like that, you know, but um, when I uh, linked it to the Alexa app, um, it actually told me that uh, that feature wasn't available. And I read some reviews down the bottom in, in the Alexa app, in, in the actual skill, the vSync skill. That some people complained if if I knew this didn't link to the um, Amazon Echo, uh, I would not have bought the product. So it's it's in only in the EU that it doesn't work, I think. Um, I'm not sure why. Um, but it, yeah, it would that would that is the only downfall, I suppose. The, that that's the complaint I'd have is it's it's not linkable to your smart speaker over here yet. So but hopefully it's something they will include soon. I, I did um, email them some feedback, but uh, we'll we'll hope maybe in the next year or so, maybe as these products get more popular. They are very popular as they keep getting sold out in um, yeah. in, in Amazon and other uh, high street shops. The Kasori, as I said, is not available in high street, but the ninjas get sold out and they have, you have to wait for them to come back in. So that's uh, that's the story. But even with that said, you're still a fan. I'm still a fan and it's relatively, the product, uh, it's relatively cheap. It's under the 200 euros mark. So I think it was something like 150, and there was a sale lately you could get for 115. So you could, the prices vary, but between the 150 and 100 euros mark, you can get a Kasori. That's pretty good. And the good. Ninja, Ninja, the dual Ninja AF300, that was 240 euros at the time. Don't know, don't know exactly what it was or what it is now, but I mean, people can check these prices out for themselves and uh, make a decision on them. Um, prices vary; they go up and down all the time, as you know, David. Absolutely. Well, Joe, thank you so much for showing it off. A, a really cool product. It's great mm. to see something like that. Like traditionally air fryers, you know, uh, they might not be the most accessible, but w- you found a, a fairly accessible uh, version of one there, which is really well, cool. Yeah, look at it this way, David. It's it's as, it's as accessible as any oven you'd buy. So um, and the food is actually better than well, than that's what true. Comes out of most ovens and it's health, healthier and safer, in my opinion. So. Uh, hopefully, uh, people in, enjoyed that review, and um, maybe they might might even purchase one and give us some feedback. Absolutely. To labs at ncbi.ie. Very informative, Joe. Thank you so much. Um, really cool product. Uh, really, really cool product. And another uh, really cool product that we'll, we'll 
show you uh, today. Yes, we we did tell you that we were going to have a, a packed show. Uh, is a product that comes into play if Joe ever does burn those chips in that air fryer. They, yes, uh, the Nest Protect smoke alarm is a smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that you can get either a battery version or hardwired into your house. It takes the traditional smoke alarm to a whole new level. Earlier this weekend, I uh, I had the smoke alarms at home and I recorded a quick demo just to show you how it works and to show you the app and all the smart features in the Nest Protect. So this is what happened when I tested out the Google Nest Protect second generation smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm. Hello and welcome to my humble abode where in front of me I have a Google Nest Protect, specifically the Google Nest Protect second generation. Now, these are smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarms. So you probably have a smoke alarm or carbon monoxide alarm in the house, but this is a smart equivalent of that. Um, we'll take a look, first of all, at the actual product itself, and then we'll take a look at the app afterwards. But in terms of the product's design, it's square, unlike most uh, smoke or carbon monoxide alarms. They tend to be circle, especially the kind of home installed ones, but this is a square. It's a bit heavier and it feels it feels very well built. It's a, quite a strong plastic. Um, as I say, it's square, but in the middle of the unit, there is a circular button and that button has a number of different features, um, which I'll go through in just a second. But the alarm connects uh, via Wi-Fi. Um, and it uses thread, uh, which is another wireless standard to connect to other uh, Nest Protect smoke alarms in the house. So if you have more than one Nest Protect, um, you will be able to actually have them all linked together. So if one goes off, they'll all go off. And I do have a second Nest Protect in this room as well. So you will be able to hear that as well in a minute when we do some testing with it. So I guess the uh, square uh, device, as I say, has a little circular button in the middle. And that button is very easy to feel. And that button is used for a number of different things. It can be used to silence the alarm if the alarm goes off. But what I'll demo with doing uh, here is testing the alarm. So uh, traditionally, uh, you'll be used to alarms just beeping. But this alarm is unique in that it talks. So it will talk you through its testing process, for example. But if the alarm goes off, it won't just, you know, beep loudly. It will beep loudly and it will tell you where the issue is. So, for example, it will say that there is smoke in the bedroom or there is smoke in the kitchen. Um, and it will also give you a heads up warning as well. So before you have the full volume beeping and announcement that there is smoke in whatever location there is smoke, it will give you a little bit of an indication first. So if you've just burned something in the oven, it gives you a little heads up before you go to full alarm. The voice is very easy to hear. It's quite loud and clear. You'll hear that in a second too. Um, but yeah, really well built um, kind of sturdy device. So to show you how the device works, 
Uh, I've got it here and I'm going to press the centre button. This device is set up for the bedroom. Ready in the bedroom. Press to test. So you heard its instructions there. It says press to test. There is a little circular LED around the um, around the circular button. So if you do have some vision, that LED also, depending on its color, will indicate some of the device's statuses. So, you know, when the alarm is going off, for example, it will be red when it's giving you a heads up warning. It will be yellow if everything's OK. It will be green or whatever, and that can also act as a nightlight, which it has a motion sensor in it. So if you have this installed on the ceiling and you walk past it, it will act as a nightlight, which is really cool. Your normal smoke alarm can't do that. So let's press this to test it. So I'm going to press once. Ready in the bedroom. Press to test. And press again. This is only a test. The alarm will sound. It's going to be loud. The test starts in five seconds. Press to cancel. And I'm going to move it away from the mic just slightly. Testing smoke. carbon monoxide. Now it's going to test the other device in this room. I'll wait for it to test the other device. Just a moment. Testing. Is that the other device? And that is basically um, that's basically a sound check that it's doing. So it does that on all the devices. So it tests its smoke, carbon monoxide, and then it tests the actual uh, sound on the devices. So I'll bring it over. It should finish up shortly. So there's still a blue LED at the moment. I'll wait for it to finish up. It'll indicate with its voice when it's done. Finishing up. There we go. And the I test should... is finished. Everything looks fine. Good to know. And that will indicate as well, for example, if there is a low battery or if something, anything at all is wrong with it. If it can't connect to the Internet, it will let you know. Um, it will let you know if there's a low battery, as I say. It will let you know everything. It will check all of its sensors. Um, absolutely everything gets checked in that test. So that's a quick way to know if everything is okay. Uh, you only have to do it once because once you press it on one device, it checks all of the smart smoke alarms on the network, which is good. So you don't have to go around and test in every single room. You can just use one, um, you can use one device to test it, which is really cool. Now, I mentioned that the device connects to Wi-Fi and you might wonder why would a device like this connect to Wi-Fi? Well, if you're out of the house and something is detected, let's say smoke or carbon monoxide, it will send a notification to your phone so you can make sure that everything is OK. And it also sends regular updates to the app about things like its battery, um, all sorts of status information. And you can check that in a history log, which is available on the app. You can also customize settings using the app. So, for example, you can change the brightness of the nightlight feature on the app and a load of other functions as well. So I'll show the app in just a second, but generally really well built device 
very clear speaker on it. I'm not going to test setting it off uh, now because I don't want to burn the place down, but it is very clear, uh, very easy to hear, quite accessible. Um, you know, everything is very easy to feel. It's a nice, well-built device. Um, and yeah, it's really good quality product. But let's switch over to take a look at the Nest app. Okay, so now let's turn our attention to the Nest app. So uh, I'm going to give you a quick demo of the Nest app. It is installed on the phone here. So I've got voiceover on, so you'll be able to hear what I'm doing. Nest. And let's double tap to open. Nest, Nest logo, image, blue sky, logo other. So let's just give home it a second. Home is currently set to home, button. Okay, so now let's go to the protect section bedroom protect status okay button so that's the nearest protect to me so that's what's going to use to connect i'm going to double tap Bed everything is okay button Diagram. and here we are everything there was a problem while connecting to the nest service okay there not ideal let's try that again shall we bedroom protect state bedroom everything is okay Button. Everything is okay. So Button. let's go through Diagram. this section, shall we? Everything is bedroom, kitchen, living room, master bedroom. So you can see the different protect devices there. You can double living tap room. any of these. Kitchen, bedroom. bedroom. And you can see the details on it. Sensors, nine minutes ago. So that's when it was last checked. Alarm, 10 minutes ago. Voice, 10 minutes ago. Battery, nine minutes ago. Wi-Fi, nine. Back. Nest logo. There, there was a problem while connecting to the Nest service. Try and again in a few there. minutes. It seems to have uh, bugged out again. Home Let's try bedroom a protect. third time. Stage bedroom. Every everything. Back. There was a problem while connect. Back. Button. Okay. So it seems to be bugging out. Let's try this there was again, a problem shall while connecting we? And to the Nest uh, move to a different try location a and uh, try this again. Okay, time for attempt two. So I've come to a location closer to the Wi-Fi. There shouldn't be any issues with the Wi-Fi in that other room, but uh, for some reason it's refusing to connect. So let's give this another go. Bedroom protect. Status. Okay. Button. Bedroom. Nest. Everything is okay. Button. And I've showed you this section Everything before. Is okay. Everything is so okay. But bedroom. Kitchen. I can go through the bedroom. different devices. Kitchen. Kitchen, last checked. Sensors, 12 minutes of alarm, 12 minutes ago, voice, 12 minutes ago, battery, 12 minutes ago, Wi-Fi, 12 minutes ago. So you can hear there, it's been checked recently enough. Page two of four, see history button. So there is a see history button, so I can uh, double tap here to see the history from the device. Back February, Saturday, four, okay. Friday, three, okay. Thursday, Two, okay. Wednesday, one, okay. Tuesday, January, Tuesday, 31, okay. So I can 99. go through the history here. Um, and these all show up in green. Saturday, 28, okay. Friday, 27, smoke. So this, uh, you will see there on the 27th, uh, it has recorded that there was smoke. We accidentally set off the alarm cooking the dinner. That's what happened there. It didn't actually go to full alarm. 
it just gave us a little warning um, just to be a bit careful. So there you can see uh, if you have vision that it is in yellow rather than uh, green. But the long and short bit is this section of the app is fully voiceover accessible, which is really cool. Back button. Back. There are Kitchen. other things you can do in here. Every you can access the settings. settings. Button. Collapsed. Silencing alarms. Status on. Button. So that allows you to silence with the center button. About. Heading. What to do. Button. Protects. Heading. Bedroom. Button. So in here, it lets you do different settings for different devices. So let's say bedroom. Nest sense. Heading. Collapsed. Path light. Status off. Button. So that is the night light. We don't obviously want the night light coming on and off in the bedroom all the time. Hence why that's off in this location. We only have that on in the kitchen and sitting room. Collapsed. Nightly promise. Status on. Button. So nightly promise is the feature that allows the device to flash a green light when you turn off the lights in the room. So when you turn off the lights, it gives a little flash of green just to let you know that it's working and that everything's okay. That's called nightly promise. And you can toggle that on and off here in the app. Collapsed. Steam check. Status on. So steam check. Steam check just prevents the alarm going off when it detects steam. It allows it to better distinguish what's steam, what's smoke, so on and so forth. Collapsed. Heads up. Status on. Button. So heads up is that pre-warning system that I told you about. If you don't want that, you can turn it off. Device options. Heading. And then there are the device options here. Collapsed. Brightness. Status. Medium. Button. So there's the brightness. Spoken language, status, English UK, button. So you can change that as well. There is no English Irish option, so we have the UK, but there is also English US as well as a number, number of international languages too. Collapsed, Wi-Fi connection, but about, heading. And there, there is just a Wi-Fi connection and about. So really detailed product. It's a smart smoke alarm, quite an unconventional product, but it's a really cool product to have in the smart home and look it's not going to do anything particularly different to a traditional smoke alarm but it may make you feel that little bit more comfortable it may be more convenient for you to test in one location rather than having to test each location individually the nightlight feature may be beneficial to you to just have a little additional nightlight in the ceiling and it, it may be convenient for you to know where something has happened rather than just wondering, you know, where is the smoke to be able to be told specifically the smoke is in the kitchen or the bedroom or whatever, that may be beneficial to you. Um, there are other useful features as well that might be of benefit, such as those notifications for the app. So, for example, you could have this in someone else's home uh, if you needed to, let's say that of a family member and you can keep an eye on things just to make sure that everything's okay. So a really cool, unique product uh, that, hey, it might make you feel that little bit more comfortable uh, than a traditional smoke alarm, but ultimately they're going to do much of the same uh, things really. Um, the Nest Protect does come at a cost. It's a very expensive product. Um, the price varies, so it's pointless us uh, going into a whole lot of pricing detail 
But at full price, you are looking to spend probably in the region of 100 euro per unit. So they are very, very expensive devices compared to other smoke alarms on the market. But like all these things, it's one of these things you need to decide for yourself. Is it accessible? Yes. Is it a good product? Yes. But is it very expensive? Absolutely. You have to make the call whether that 100 euro price or whatever it might be is worth it for you. You can get it in a load of different retailers. It's available on Amazon and the likes of Curry's sell it, DID Electrical sell it, a number of Irish retailers sell it. The device lasts around 10 years, like any standard smoke alarm. So a good quality product, but whether it's worth it, you have to decide for you. I'm very happy with my purchase. I did get it reduced. Uh, I got mine in a sale. So do look out for those deals. Those deals do exist from time to time, but a cool product. Um, but is it for everyone? No. And that's something you just need to look at and decide for yourself. Now, you might listen to this and think, well, what about all those connection issues you had using the app? And that is a very valid question. And it's an issue that I have had with the product. Um, the app does seem unreliable in certain circumstances. It really does need to be quite close to your Wi-Fi hub to actually work effectively. And I'm not 100% sure why that is. I don't have poor internet in the house, but there are many, many regions in the house where the internet can be perfect for everything else. But for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to want to play a game with the Nest app. So that is something worth keeping in mind. I have found that when you do go to a really kind of, you know, stable location in the house, it, it does seem to work. But for whatever reason, there is that little issue with reliability there. So that is also one thing to keep in mind. So all that said, Hello and a really cool uh, product, a really cool product uh, generally. I, I, I personally really like it. But yeah, whether it's for you or not, that's for you to decide. We did uh, have a question in on the air fryers. Uh, JP, we had a question in, I believe, from, was it David Nason? We, we did, yeah, Dave was in touch. And it's a question for, for Joe on the, on the back of your review of the air fryer, Joe, uh, which is very interesting. Um, I have a ninja like yourself, Joe, and I'd certainly be tempted to upgrade, I would say now, to the Kasori uh, on, on the back of your demo today. Question in for yourself, Joe, is this, is there a two-door version of the Kasori and how exactly do we spell Kasori? Yeah, um, as far as I'm aware, there is a two-door. A uh, quick search on Amazon, you'll find a dual blade 6.4-litre um, dual Kasori. I think this means there's two drawers. Um, there is a dual element one as well, so don't get confused. It's a, there's a dual element one which um, has an element on the bottom and on the top. But anyway, uh, something to keep in mind when you're buying a dual drawer one is uh, you won't be able to cook a full chicken in it because um, there is two drawers. That means each drawer will be only three um, litres or so capacity. So you won't be able to cook a full 
size chicken in it unless you think of some other magic way of doing it maybe cut the chicken in half yeah i was gonna say like you that. could cut it in <laughs> half yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. but that'd be the point of it i think for some people you have to decide what you're going to be what your food of choice is and uh, what kind of family you are and stuff sometimes you're better off to buy a bigger air fryer with one drawer and maybe buy dividers you can buy special dividers on, on many in many different shops and including online off the actual suppliers of the air fryer um so uh, I've heard of people doing that, but to spell Kasori anyway, um, C-O-S-O-R-I. So that's C-O-S-O-R-I, Kasori. Um, so if you do quick Google of that, the first thing that will pop up is there for So uh, you make your choice from there. And uh, you just have to make sure, uh, I suppose, if you go to the, it's probably Amazon, I suppose, is your only choice for buying it online as far as we can see, but um, the co.uk, one will will get you the correct plug for this region and um, off you go. See how you go on. Download the app and and connect your Wi-Fi and um, give it a try. And said so we'd love to hear your feedback of how you get on with it as well, David. Absolutely. I think yeah. David Nason is about to spend some money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, really cool, uh, really cool products there. Uh, I will have to look at upgrading our own air fryer. I, although I think we might wait for a little while. Wait for that technology to evolve see what see what the future yeah. brings yeah. you know and david <laughs> you know the, just tell people keep in mind you don't have to go smart the bump ons is almost as good of a choice because you will get 95 percent of the value out of it and uh don't forget facetime be my eyes uh, be my eyes is always a friend as well when you need it you absolutely know? yeah so yeah, and David, your overall thoughts on the the Google Nest uh, Protect smoke alarm? Do you think is is it worth it? I know it's a few extra euro for your your smoke alarm, but is it worth it? Like in terms of the, the features it gives you, and and I like that, that you know it gives you those the notifications. You know, if you're out of your house, and it goes yeah. straight to your phone. Yeah, like, you know, I I really like the product. I yeah. really like the product, but I can't deny it is very very expensive if you're paying full price. I felt I found uh, it the, interesting. The, you, you have know, one. Hmm. You put one in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yes. So being extra extra careful. Yeah, so we put one uh, in uh, what we had before is we had the standard smoke alarms and then we had one uh, carbon monoxide alarm in the master bedroom because that's where the boiler is. So it made sense to put the carbon monoxide alarm in there. But what we've now done is we've upgraded to the Nest Protects. Uh, we bought four uh, Nest Protects, uh, which uh, they came in around 75 euro a mm. pop when I got them in the sale. Uh, so a very expensive investment, but we now have one in the kitchen, sitting room and yeah. the two bedrooms. So we've now got carbon monoxide and smoke alarms in all rooms and uh, it's been great for the kitchen and the sitting room because uh, you know if you go down for milk at night or whatever um, you know it, it's great because you have the night light in the kitchen and you don't have to turn on any other lights or whatever so David, really good. That's good you're not just paying for you see you're not just paying for a smoke alarm when you hear the word smoke alarm you think oh that's very expensive but you're getting carbon monoxide and you're getting a night light and you're also getting the accessibility of being able to um, check the status on your phone as a vision yeah. impaired person. Yeah, I suppose that's one way to look at it. It is, uh, I, I do still think it's a very expensive product. Um, I, I think, you know, it could be uh, reasonably priced. Uh, and there are some things, you know, that I'd like to see it kind of 
uh, evolve a, a little bit with. I, I think, you know, uh, it could link in with, you know, smart speakers and stuff a bit more to, you know, be able to ask the smart speaker to test the smoke alarms or whatever the case may be, rather than having to reach up to try and press the button if you've got it installed on the ceiling. So there are certainly little improvements that I think you could make. But overall, I've been very impressed with the product. It's well built, well designed. The voice quality on it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it is very expensive though. So you do have to keep that in mind, I guess. So yeah, um, will you be getting one, Joe? Um, not not, not right now, David. Uh, I have my house set up with smoke alarms. Maybe when these smoke alarms kick the bucket, uh, I might I might be tempted. Yeah. Well, sounds, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool product though. Cool product. Thanks for the info, David. It's great, great review. Cheers. To make an interesting claim on their page that back in the 1970s it would have took 30 minutes for an average room to catch fire and I was five minutes. Yeah, it's interesting. Which, yeah, I thought that was um, a very interesting claim from the from the manufacturer. So um, yeah, I can see them there. They're, they're online directly from Google for 129 for anyone is interested in the price. You might get them a little bit cheaper in some retailers. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can get them much cheaper. As I say, ours were around 75 quid a pop. Uh, so do look around for the deals uh, yeah. because they can be got for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, our next topic is some really cool uh, tech news. Uh, and uh, we, we haven't had a whole lot of tech news in a while, but it's great to get some exciting tech news once in a while. Uh, we have a new feature coming to Microsoft's Seeing AI. And uh, it feels a bit familiar because they have taken some of the cool stuff from Microsoft Soundscape and they have brought it over to Seeing AI with a new indoor navigation feature. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about what this indoor navigation feature means, what we think of it and our thoughts on it in just a minute. But before we do that, we want to give you a little demo of how the new indoor navigation feature in Seeing AI works. So last week I took a trip down to the reception area here in the NCBI Cork office. I created a route going from the reception to the kitchen. And now what you're going to hear is a demo of how that route actually sounds and how it works. So this is a demo of the indoor navigation feature using Microsoft's Seeing AI. So I'm here in the reception of the Cork office at the NCBI, and I'm going to give you a quick demo of the new indoor navigation feature in Seeing AI. So I'm in the World Channel. I'm going to start by double tapping the Actions button. Actions, Actions button. Double tap. Seeing AI, cancel And then button. I'm going to go to Indoor Navigation. Indoor Navigation button. I can now select my route. Routes, quick help, add, nearby. B Cork reception to kitchen. Button. Let's go from reception to kitchen. Follow button. I'll double tap the follow button. You can also press share or a more button from this menu. Loading route. Looking for B Cork reception. And now I can hear in my ear, and you'll be able to hear in headphones that there's a tone. So I can just continue to follow that tone. 
and I've heard door. a marker there. So you're hearing the doors as they're around me. Door. 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 That marker has now moved to my right, so I can turn right, realign, and continue. And you're hearing markers along the way here. Door, door, door. Lots of doors around here. Door. And now we're approaching. A turn. Chair. So you Chair. can hear that that now has moved slightly over. Table. table. Chair. 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 Table. So lots Oven. of chairs and tables. So we're Chair. clearly entering the kitchen now. Chair. Realign again to Chair. get the beacon in front of me. Move forward. Chair. And that sound Menu. means Button. that I am in the kitchen. And Chair. I am indeed chair in the kitchen i can tap the table i can have my lunch here have my dinner here whatever i need to do so a really cool navigation feature and a really cool new feature in seeing ai so yeah really cool new feature uh it's slightly hard to hear uh, via teams how that uh spatial audio works so if you do want to hear that audio in its full quality, you can go to ncbi.ie, go to the technology mm. news section and you will find the uh, audio there as part of the art. Lost you there, David. Oh, you lost me? Oh dear, can you yeah, hear me? You're back there again. Yeah, you're back. Oh, there. there we go. I was just saying that uh, that spatial navigation feature can be a bit hard to hear uh, over Microsoft Teams, but if uh, you do want to hear that in its full quality, you can go to ncbi.ie, go to the uh, technology news section, and from there you will be able to find a full quality version of that linked to the newsletter article uh, that we posted on the subject. But really cool feature. Uh, have any of you got to try out the feature? Joe, have you got to try out the feature? And what do you think of the idea? I think the idea is very good. Um, in the space I've tried it, it, it wasn't much use, only a small space. I think it'd be more useful in a big bigger space like a college or um, an assembly hall of a school or maybe your an airport work office, or something you know, airport or work offices maybe civil service offices or something that's a bit more uh, uh, enormous than where i am you know um i'm, I'm curious to wonder would it actually work outside maybe in a housing state or something like that um yeah. what, is there anything stopping it working outside uh it's something i haven't tested but it's one worth testing for sure perhaps you know yeah so, it's an interesting um, maybe, idea Maybe you could mark a bench in, in, in your housing estate or a little park or something. But but yeah, I know it's for indoors. Um, where I tried it, I didn't find it much use. It's it's in very small spaces. Uh, it's it's not much use, but in all, more open spaces like assembly halls or big offices, it, it will be of big use. Maybe even hotels, you know, it's yeah, be better use. I wonder would it be useful maybe for someone maybe accessing their garden or something like that, you know, um, might go out, they might want to go out and get something from the garden or go to the clothesline even or something like that and as a wayfinder for that or I'm thinking maybe somebody putting out their, um, their wheelie bin, you know, um, going out to the front gate to collect that, maybe maybe the, the guy in the lorry left it a couple of metres away from where 
he picked it up and to uh, get your wheelie bin back. Just wondering, would it be good like, yeah. like that for that kind of feature? It, it well, certainly think, could be, you know. I think it only yeah. finds static. It only finds static items. So it's like it'll only find items you mark yourself. You know what I mean? So if someone yeah. moves something, you won't find it that way. They just well, not to give anyone the wrong idea. Yes and no. So uh, I guess it can. Uh, you, you heard there as I walked along, it announced things like tables, chairs, yeah, doors, yeah. ovens, so on. So certain items like that, if they move, they will be announced in spatial audio. Um, okay. And that's using the device camera. So uh, that technically, uh, I, I don't know if that's limited to phones with LiDAR. I believe it is. But if you have one of the newer iPhones, that is an option that you might be able to take advantage of. Uh, for a, a circumstance like that, you know, finding the bin or whatever the case may be. Mm. Okay, maybe so. Um, to then, I suppose again, it's it's it was announced and they, they made it. Um, it's another research product. So we'd be hoping we soundscape disappeared. Maybe we're hoping this might develop a little bit more into that um, period or that place. You know. Yeah. So, um, the channels. There is a numerous channels on scene AI. Some people might say there's too many channels, but we'll hopefully it will expand into that kind of area. And um, with with the lidar and and stuff like that, it can only get better. I suppose it's important to to say that this has only really came along last week. So um, yeah, you know, with the latest update, I think it came on the first of February or something like that. So it's it's not even a week old at this stage, and um, you can be sure of it that you know if they've put such investment of time and resources integrating this channel that. They, they will develop it further and improve it and um, add on more functionality to it, I can imagine. So here's a question then, right? The mm. feature at the moment requires uh, you or a sighted assistant or an orientation and mobility instructor or whoever the case may be to create the route for you. But would you would you trust routes created by other people that have been added to a public database in places like an airport, let's say? Because an orientation and mobility instructor will be able to assist you in a lot of places, but perhaps not all. That's a good question, David. Yeah. Um, we'd, we'd probably, we could leave that for people's feedback, but um, yeah, it depends. Well, if, if the place is going to stay static, yes, I suppose mm. you, you you would trust it. I suppose if people, people could maybe share if there was a problem with it, so it could be fixed, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, you know. But as I said, it's early days, only, it's only released a week and, and we'll, we'll hopefully see another update fairly soon. I'd say this thing could be updated maybe once every month or two months by, by the time there's feedback submitted. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I should say that that's a purely hypothetical scenario, but it, it is interesting that, you know, at the moment uh, you can either uh, create the route yourself or with a, a sighted assistant or whatever the case may be, or you can text uh, and share routes uh, to and from uh, other people. Uh, so there are two ways to get routes at the moment, uh, but there is no public database of routes. So you're not going to be able to walk into a library, let's say, and use it to find the desk because chances are if you haven't been there before, that route won't exist on your phone. So it is worth something worth noting, but really interesting feature all the same. Yeah, I think I think I like the idea um, that, you know, you could share a route with with somebody. Um, you know, so I think, 
you know, it's it's definitely an exciting development and to see where, where this goes to it's gonna be an interesting story. Absolutely, absolutely. Exciting times ahead, as they say. Yeah. Exciting times ahead. Well, I think that's about it for this episode of Talking Technology. We've had a packed uh, episode from everything from smoke alarms to hoovers, but thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the last uh, hour and a bit of the show. Um, we are back in two weeks' time, although it might not be us that's here. You'll find out about that in, in a little while. Uh, some really exciting changes in two weeks' time, but we'll keep that a secret for now. Uh, we have loads of exciting things coming down the road. As always, if you want to get in touch with us at NCBI Labs, you can always email labs at ncbi.ie. And in the meantime, do subscribe to the newsletter. You can check out NCBI Live Radio at ncbi.ie forward slash live. And all the cool stuff that we do here at the digital content site of Labs. We are delighted with some of the great content uh, that you've been enjoying. So thank you so much for supporting us in making that over the last little while. That's it for uh, this edition of Talking Technology. We'll be back really, really soon. So stick around. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Talking Technology Podcast with NCBI Labs. If you would like to support our show, you can visit donate.ncbi.ie. The NCBI Labs Talking Technology Podcast is proudly sponsored by IA Labs, the market leader in the provision of digital accessibility services.